Just wanted to thank everybody so much for uh, listening to episode 37 of our regular Drink It Over podcast. Um, if you haven't heard it, um, pretty much we interviewed Nick Delonzo Jr. Um, talked to him for a good while about the thing, the cool things he's doing, you know, in movies and TV, all the things he's done so far. Off the record, got to hear about some of the things he's he's got his hands in, and excited to hopefully get back together with him at some point and, and share a little bit more about what he's doing. Um, but yeah, it's one, episode 37 has been one of our, by far, one of our most popular and uh, downloaded episodes. Continue to listen. Thank you so much. It's kind of the, what we wanted, to, what we, I wanted to accomplish in starting when we started doing these things is just to be able to tell different stories and to hear Nick's story. It was really the perfect caveat of really the perfect topic of, of what we wanted to do and, you know, how we wanted to go about it. Uh, so thank you to Nick. If you haven't checked that out, please go, go check that out. You can find that just in our feed. It's, it's the episode before this. Um, I am drinking tonight. I do have a drink in front of me. I have been really been getting in lately to cranberry Moscow mules, so that's what I'm having. A little bit of Tito's, some ginger beer, and just a splash of cranberry juice. It's delicious. Sorry. <laughs> it's a little bit weird not having Bethany here to kind of fill in the gaps when I'm when I'm drinking these, but or when we're drinking. But yeah, whatever. Um yeah, it's going to kind of jump right in. I got a couple of topics that, that I've been, you know, flying solo tonight. Um, the first thing that I, that I found was I did not know and I have not watched yet. I guess there's going to be a new Candyman movie. Um, I believe the original came out in 1992. It's one of those movies growing up as a kid that I had zero. Like, I was scared to death when I watched it. And... You know, scared to death to look into the mirror. You know, ne- still never. You don't say that five times in the mirror. You don't say Candyman five times in the mirror because who knows what really will happen. Um, it's just one of those those things that really traumatized me as a kid. You know, came the original came out in 1992. Um, I was nine, almost ten years old at the time. So. Very formative years of, of horror. I was not a horror, not a huge horror, scary movie fan growing up. So, have seen the original Candyman. Scared me to death. So now to see a new, not a remake, but almost a sequel to the original. I don't know if I'm going to see it. I haven't seen the preview yet. So I was going to watch it and kind of react in real time. It's about two and a half minutes. So, here's a trailer for Candyman. You say his name. Oh, of course. Five, times. Five high school girls in the in the bathroom. And it kills you. Well, we're still alive. Oh. Let's go. Uh oh. 
Uh-oh. Oh, tugged her hair in the little bee. Oh, man. The bees. I feel really connected to this. I don't know who's... Cabrini Green. Is that the kid from the end of the movie? The baby? Oh, it's a dude from Fear the Walking Dead. Coleman Domingo, I think. He's the monster that's part of this neighborhood. Oh, Jordan Peele. Of course it is. I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. Don't do it. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. Don't do it. Candyman. Don't do it. Only one with some sense. <laughs> Don't say that. Candyman. Oh. Oh, you see that shadow? Oh, it's coming out thick. Uh-oh. He's like slipping into... Is he the new Candyman? Oh, that's creepy. He had a purpose for you to be another one of his terrible stories. I guess he found me. Oh, wow. The writing on the wall. The sweet smell of blood. Destiny's child. Be my victim. This is not real. It's not real. Candyman. Nope, 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 nope. Oh. How creepy. Why? It looks good. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to see it, but it looks good. Uh, the new trailer. Um, yeah, you saw some shadows, I think. Did they get the original guy? I can't remember the original guy's name. Um, I can't remember his name. Let's look it up here. Um, can't, can't find it. I don't want to... Candyman cast. Tony Todd. Yeah, that looked like the original guy from... Oh, man. Looks good. I mean, I, I, I know I saw Get Out. I didn't see uh, the follow-up movie that Jordan Peele did, but Get Out was good. I mean, he's think he's got that new. I saw some of the. I think he directed. I know he was hosting, but did he direct some of the new Twilight Zone? I think he had some part. I saw a couple of the new Twilight Zone last year, and they were good. I mean, you know, it is. For, it was creepy for network television. It's about as creepy as you could do. But, yeah, looks good. New Candyman. Sure, whatever. I probably won't see it or won't see it for a long time. Scared the crap out of me as I was a, when I was a kid. So I don't know why I would go back and, and revisit that now. But, hey, is what it is to each their own. I did see some people uh, posting, and, posting and excited about it. So, hey, like what you like. Go see what you want to see. I probably it's probably not going to be something I rush out to the theater and see, but who knows? Maybe someday. Uh, I found another story. Looks like NASA is hiring. Um, I found, according to CBS News, um, 
NASA is now hiring. Sounds like for the first time in over four years, NASA is accepting applications for the next crop of astronauts. Um, not every hope will get to don the iconic astronaut suit. Applicants must be U.S. citizens and meet one of the stringent education requirements, which include either having a master's in a STEM field, a medical degree, or a combination of STEM degree, STEM degree and test pilot training. Huh. Well, I'm a U.S. citizen. I have a master's degree, but not in any of those fields. Uh, let's see, what else? Potential astronauts must have at least two years of related potential experience. How do you have related experience to being an astronaut? Either you're an astronaut or you're not. Um, or have completed at least a thousand hours of in, in pilot in command time. Huh. wonder what that means, pilot in command. Well, I wonder if I have enough time to get these in while there's, get those hours in before the application deadline. Stipulates that a person may log pilot and command hours when a pilot is the sole manipulator of controls of an aircraft in which a pilot is... Okay, so it's flying a plane by yourself, pretty much. Yeah, I'm probably going to miss that application deadline. That's really cool, though, that NASA's, you know... I read this the other day, and I was, you know, I've always been fascinated... Oh, March 31st of this month is when the, you know, the deadline to apply, so... I'm going to go out on the limb and say I don't have enough time to get my master's in STEM um, and then 1,000 hours, what is it, pilot in command time. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have enough time. Maybe. Maybe someday. Probably too old at this point. Um, just kind of reading through this story. I was reading through the other day, like, it's kind of amazing. I don't think... We've done a moon. I don't think any there's been any moonwalks since like 1972. Moonwalks in history. This kind of went down a rabbit hole. Um, spacewalk 99. Spacewalk. Moonwalk. Third moonwalk. I'm on Wikipedia, so you know it's good stuff. Yeah, last moonwalk as of 2020 was. December 13th, 1972, Eugene Cernan and Harrison Schmidt on, what was it? I can't, Apollo 17. It's just kind of crazy. I mean, 38 years it's been since, well, even longer than that. I mean, what's, how long is that? How long is that? You guys don't care about this. <laughs> That's 48 years ago was the last moonwalk. That's kind of crazy. That we Nobody's been on the moon. Nobody's done a moonwalk in 48 years. Um, I can see all the hubbub now why people want to go back to the moon. I mean, plenty of spacewalks, plenty of, you know, different, you know, spacewalks and, you know, missions in space. I mean, there's a whole list of whether it be American or or Russian, you know, cosmonauts or, or whatever. But, yeah, kind of crazy that, you know, nobody's really been to the moon. Nobody's, you know, I wonder, wonder why. Uh, kind of crazy. Uh, just kind of moving on here, bouncing around. 
I don't know if there's any of this is exciting to you or for anybody who's even lasted this long. Um, Tony Romo got a new deal. Tony Romo signs, what is it, like 10 years, I thought I read? $17 million a season. That's crazy. $17 million per season. Um, doesn't have exactly the terms behind behind it. It's just kind of nuts. I mean, he's making more, like, it's not top-end quarterback talent, but, like, salary, I wonder what the top-end, top-ten highest-paid quarterbacks. Let's do top-ten NFL per year. Top 10 players, highest paid players in 2019. Um, he wouldn't even have cracked the top 25. Well, yeah, he would not have. But not by much. I mean, Odell Beckham was the 25th. This is 2019. So Odell Beckham was the 25th highest paid player in 2019. His annual salary or average annual salary was $18 million. Now, exactly is that exactly what he made last year? I can't, I, I can't, I don't know that. Um, but he'd, Tony Roma being an announcer of games, you know, 17 weeks, he's probably going to work all 17 weeks of the season, million dollars a game, like $250,000 a quarter. Good on you. I mean, he's a great announcer. Good on him. Like, that's – you, you make what you're worth or what people are willing to, to pay. Ben Roethlisberger has the highest annual, second highest annual salary, $34 million. Russell Wilson was one at $35 million just in 2019. Ben Roethlisberger got banked for playing a quarter in a, or a game, in a game in a quarter, five quarters last season. No, I mean, for Tony, good for him. Like, good for him if that's what – if CBS was willing to pay him because it sounds like he was um, heavily pursued by ESPN. Um, so I like – I tend to really – I don't know if you do, but CBS is my favorite broadcast in terms of NFL games. So, you know, again, I'm rambling. He's he's only as he's as worth as much as people are willing to pay him, and apparently he's worth seventeen million dollars. I would like to know what other people in that. I would like to know what Jim Nance makes. What does Jim Nance make? But Jim Nance is kind of a different. He calls everything: the Masters, and the Final Four. You know, so I don't know if that is exactly a a true good comparison because he calls things year-round. Tony Romo, it's NFL football, and that's it. Which just goes to show, I know the NFL's not paying him, but how much revenue, you know, CBS, Fox, ESPN, the NFL generates and just how much, you know, <laughs> they can they can roll out to, to keep these guys doing that, you know. So good on him. Good on Tony Romo for... 
being a very average quarterback, but a above average, you know, super, he, he's a no, he's on the number one right, you know, the number one team, the number one duo of announcing for for a reason. He's really, you know, he wasn't a great quarter, or he wasn't a terrible quarterback, but he was very middle of the road um, quarterback. But you know, he's smart, he's articulate, he's exciting to listen to. I mean, he's not annoying. He's not a Chris Collinsworth. Where I don't, Chris Collinsworth, I'm kind of lukewarm on. Uh, Phil Sims, they are kind of the same to me. Um, but yeah, Tony Romo, you know, is not annoying to listen to. He's very knowledgeable of the game. Um, he's very insightful. He can, you know, I like that he can pick things out and kind of tell you what is going to happen or what you know, formations. I like that he can diagnose the game and give you a heads up on, you know, what, what is going to happen before, before it actually does. I think that adds a level of insight to the game that not a lot of people get, especially I didn't play football after my freshman year of high school. So I love football. Um, I know a fair, a fairly decent amount about football, but, um, formations and plays and terminology is something that's even foreign on me at times um so you know it's it's always really interesting to to listen to him play to to listen to him announce so you know again he wasn't the greatest nfl quarterback better than i think people probably remember but not as good as people wanted to to say something you know just kind of right in the middle but really found his calling uh with with nfl announcing and Again, lastly, you're as you're worth as much as people want to pay you. So, um, CBS really wanted to keep him, seventeen million dollars a year to do it. So, good on him. Uh, yeah. One of the things, kind of this afternoon that I had talked about, because I was I'm flying solo tonight because I don't have a co-host because I didn't really know what direction this particular episode of quick drink was going um i put out the call for some uh questions from you um just wanted to field some questions so it'd be fun to answer questions that people sent me um so here we go i got a handful um the first question non-question or non-question question came from my sister, Katie. It says, play us a song on the guitar. Katie, that's not a question, so I don't know what you're asking me. Um, are you asking if I could play a song on the guitar? The answer to that is yes. Um, am I going to do that right now? No, I don't play for I don't play for accolades. I play for fun. I play for me. So you play me a song on your guitar. You've known how to play longer than I have. So, yeah, play me a song. The second question comes from my wife, Bethany. She left me a message asking me, why do you still like the Pirates? I still like the Pirates because I grew up a Pirates fan. And for as mad, and I know she's being a jerk when she asked me this question, but for as mad and as much shit that I talk on them or as angry as I get with the ownership or this and that, I'm always going to be a Pirates fan. Um, however many different hats I buy or koozies I buy of other teams as I visit ballparks, um, the Pirates are going to be my number one. 
You know, I probably, I think I've come to terms with the fact that I probably am never going to see them win a World Series. Um, I probably will never, ever see them in a World Series. But you know what? It's it's one of those things that I grew up a Pirates fan. Um, I will probably always, or I will definitely always be a Pirates fan. I always want the best for for them. They're really fun. You know, Pirates games are really fun when just, I mean, going back to, oh, my God, 2013, it's seven years ago at this point. So this is the first this is when the Pirates broke the, sh- the streak and, you know, made the playoffs, played in that wild card game. Um, what wild card game, do you ask? The infamous Quato Chant wild card game. Me and Dew were at. This is, I know I've done another episode on this, so I know this isn't brand new stuff, but th- it's this reason right here is one of the reasons I'm a Pirates fan because people showed up for this game. Oh, man. Electric. I'm rambling. This is why I'm a Pirates fan, because after 21 years... They finally put a winner together. They finally got back in the playoffs. We can talk all day about how they didn't capitalize on that window of of being good, um, of how they could have done more with the the opportunities they had, how they traded Kutch in his prime, all this stuff. But for that one or two year, three really three year stretch. You know, it was really fun to be a Pirates fan, and you always there were always sellouts. It was really hard tickets to get. Um, it was just fun to go to the baseball park or to go to the you know to go to the stadium to go to the games and really be a part of that app. It was a fun atmosphere, and I think it's just it's just heartbreaking to see that they don't that they are where they are in such a short amount of time, you know, that how, how badly they've, they've fallen off. And I, I would like to think that they are going to, but, you know, do something this year, but uh, it's just, it's heartbreaking to think that it's just going to be a long summer watching the pirates. And it's really going to be a long couple of years because I don't know what their direction is. I hope that they have a plan and I hope that they get better. And I think that's what, Honestly, the short answer to your question, Bethany, on why I become a Pirates fan is just hope that one day they actually do get it together and, you know, be can say that I've been a, f- a fan all along, no matter how much I, you know, kind of root for it or say I'm going to change teams or, or whatever. But that's really the reason I, you, I just, you don't, you don't switch teams like that. So that's why I'm a Pirates fan. My mom sent in a question. Says, "What is one of your favorite memories growing up?" It's a very hard question. Um, <laughs> I had a really good childhood growing up. I, you know, uh, it's really hard to narrow it down to one. Um, you know, if we're talking in terms of family memories, you know, always be always watching the game, the Steeler games, and kind of becoming. A huge Steeler fan through watching the games with my grandma. That's a favorite memory from growing up, uh, from my childhood. Um, you know, I remember the Indian, you know, specific 
a more specific memory is the I had an Indiana Jones birthday cake for my 10th birthday. So I things like that stick out in my mind. That's one of my favorite memories. Um, going to a WWF match in Wheeling with my dad when I was a kid and, you know, wrestling and WWF was like everything to, to, to the kids. Um, sorry, I got a hockey game on, so I'm kind of, you know, while waxing poetic, kind of keeping an eye on that. No, uh, going to WWF match, that's one specific memory that I have growing up. Uh, playing football on Sundays at Mike Bess's Pap's yard. That's always a memory that sticks out in my mind. Or um, Just had a really good childhood growing up. Vacations with the family, you know, the entire family, going to Daytona or, you know, wherever with, you know, significant amounts of people, you know, and just being around people in a fun way all week and really, you know, just building and, you know, having those. So those lasting memories. So I appreciate the question. Uh, it's too hard to narrow one thing down. I'm probably just off the top. I, those things were just off the top of my head. Um, probably forgetting, you know, a ton of really, really great things. Um, but yeah, that's a really hard question. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, last question I got is, which of the four Ghostbusters is the best, Peter, Ray, Winston, or Egon? That comes from Justin. I uh, appreciate the question, Justin. Happy to see. It looks like you might be back on Facebook a little bit, so happy to see that you're you're doing well. But uh, anyway, the f- come on, bro. Peter. Peter's the best Ghostbuster. I think you can make a, a sound argument for Egon, but to me, Peter... Peter Vinkman is the best Ghostbuster. So thank you guys so much for your questions. Those were fun. Um, I would love to continue to do stuff like that in the future. Uh, Yeah, so how long have we been going? Oh, man, almost a half hour already. It's crazy. Crazy. I think the crazy thing about podcasting in this, if I can my show i can do whatever i want but the crazy thing is 20 i've been 25 minutes i've been talking just rant just who knows what really you know just kind of blabbering um and it's one of those things that you kind of lose track of time it's one of those i always worry when i'm putting kind of a script together or topics together i'm like oh man do i really have enough to say about this particular topic or do i really have enough to say about this or that or am i gonna this is just gonna be am i gonna sound stupid i you know i don't know i may sound stupid when i'm talking about this but the time always just kind of flies um so i would encourage anybody that doesn't think they have the the talent to do it i have zero talent when it comes to this i know nothing about this i'm just flipping on the microphones, talking about things that, that are in, of interest to me. Um, so anybody kind of on the fence about whether they should do something like this, definitely give it a try because it is not as hard as, as it looks when it comes to actually talking. Now, the editing and putting, you know, all that stuff, there's a fair amount of work in, in everything you do. But um, when it comes to actually getting on the cam, I mean, I think I've ran about this particular thing for a couple of minutes now. So it's easy to fill time. Uh, yeah, well, I guess the last thing is, uh, you know, guys, thank you so much for listening. 
that's really it. You know, I don't, I just always like to end it on, um, just always thank you so much for listening. You know, it's, it's a fun hobby, um, that, that I like to have, um, that I like to do. So I appreciate it. If you want to send in more questions for another episode or a future episode of Drink It Over, um, you can f- really follow me on my Facebook page or our, our Drink It Over's Facebook page. That's Drink It Over. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Drink It Overcast. Gmail, if you want to send us a message, drinkitovercast at gmail.com. Listen to us on iTunes or Google Play at Drink It Over. Um, or you can listen through TuneIn or through your Alexa at Drink It Over Podcast. Uh, just lastly, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I really do appreciate. Um, this was just kind of one of those things I wanted to. It's been so long since I had put anything out that I missed doing it. So I just wanted to get something together and talk about some stuff that uh, interested me. And tonight was the perfect night to do it because my wife B is out of town working. So there you go. Thank you so much for listening to episode 37. Catch up on any of our episodes. We appreciate I appreciate the lessons. I really do check, you know, multiple times a day just to see if pe- what people are listening to, how many downloads we're getting. Um, it's really appreciative that, that people do take the time out of of their day to listen to. And I do want to give one shout out. Shout out to my buddy Brett Myers. Um, I do appreciate all the. I do get hear all the kind words that you, you know, that, that you talk about when. I do get hear the things you say when when you listen when you talk about uh, or when you say you're listening, you know, at work or whatever. So appreciate the the shout out, buddy, and uh, hopefully we can get you in here for one of these very soon. Bye.